stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, 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 Brave Makers. My name is Tony Gapastone. My pronouns are he, him, his. I love doing this show. I am a writer, director, and producer living in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm always joined by my co-host and collaborator, (laughs) Christina Ray Jackson. (laughs) Hey, hey, what's going on, Tony? I'm Christina Ray Jackson coming to you from the East Bay in Dublin, California. My pronouns are he, she, they. I am queer and I am uh, sitting here in my power chair in my home studio excited for the show today always a good time to talk to creative people all across the world it's so fun but today we're going into right into the local bay area which we're excited about before we do that uh the reason why we share our pronouns the reason why i should have said i am a caucasian man in my studio a brave maker in redwood city in front of a black background is we want to be inclusive because that's why we exist. Yes. We want to create a safe and inclusive and creative environment for all people to tell their stories because we believe brave stories change the world. And we know if you're listening uh, live or on the replay or on our audio podcast uh, afterward, we know you're listening and tuning in because you yourself are on a journey too. And so before our, our live guest comes on, we always start the show with a question that we hope you are activating in your own life is what are you doing to move your dreams and your passions forward. We call it braving your way. So the question is, how are you braving your way toward your creative goals? Christina, how are you doing that this week? Well, as you know, I'm immersed in comic book land. I got some cosplay going today for today's show. And I'm an African-American woman with some wild stormish hair. It's uh, it's like a salty gray and white with the green lantern uh, top on today. And I'm braving my way by creating the perfect villain. So I'm doing my comic book and I'm going back and forth with the artist, coming up with sketches for my villain. And it's extremely satisfying and very fun. And that is how I've been braving my way. What about you, Tony? How have you been braving your way this week? So I have a short film in which Christina starred in and executive produced as well as also our guest today started uh, called Massive. And so last night I was up really, really late working with our sound designer on the most perfect middle school sound effects one could ever hope for. And that would be fart sounds. So yes, I made a film (laughs) that has tons of fart sounds and I, I should actually screenshot the the notes that i sent to navi our sound designer because i was thinking (laughs) whenever will i say please make the fart sound juicier around one minute and 45 seconds and please make cameron's fart sound less full he needs to sound super weak (laughs) i mean i was just dying as i was typing these things out in my bed last night so braving my way by (laughs) directing the sound. I love it. So keep going after your dreams, y'all one step at a time, even this little short film. I can't remember. Did we do this in February? I forget. I think it was February or March. Do you remember when it was? Yeah. I think it was March. Okay. So about six months takes, you know, like things take time little by little. And it's only four minutes. Mm -hmm. It's a straight up four minute, super short film. But one one day of filming, you know, getting actors together, rehearsing, table, all these things, it just takes one thing at a time. So mm-hmm. super glad to be able to show it live on Thursday night in Redwood City. So if you're watching this, come come Redwood City 
the second of September and watch it live and see Christina and see our special guest, Cameron yes. James Matthews. Welcome to the Brave Maker Show. Welcome, hey. Cameron. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the, uh, salt, the, what'd you say? The gray smoky salt and pepper. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The smoky salt and pepper. It's, it's storm unpressed and unpermed. That's yeah. the look we're going for. Well, you're killing it. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you. This killing is going to be it. so cool. Cameron, right? Killing He's it. He's like a yes. friend, friend from set. Yeah. I was, I was listening to times like talking about the fart game. Like you guys having a weak <laughs> fart game is just not a good thing. Like I got to work on that. No. Tony, I need some tips, man. <laughs> Uh, so before we jump in to uh, talking to Cameron, I just have to show you. I'm just going to show you a little, little tiny sneak peek of what is happening. And I'm not even going to show you the sounds because I, I need you to come and see this live. But these these two uh, had some fun in a club. Look at this. <laughs> Christina is in the bathroom. Look at the Oh, my face. gosh. It is so good, literally so juicy. There's Tisha, and what's happening is there's lots of sounds coming out of a bathroom, and it is absolutely beautiful. So, so you good. look at that face, oh, so freaking it's good. laugh out loud. I love Tony, the door. You, had, you could add that skill now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Yes, let's jump in, Cameron. So let's start with your origin story. We'd love to know where were you born and raised? How did you get into filmmaking? And this has recently come up. Are you a second or third generation filmmaker? Ooh, um, great. All great questions. I was born and raised in Sacramento, South Sacramento to be exact. And I was probably the shyest kid that you would ever have met with a stutter who was definitely not trying to be into the arts or stand in front of people and recite lines and and play characters i was uh that came later on but yeah south sacramento was where i was born and raised until i was like 21 22 um before i get to that next part i was uh what got me out of that shell a little bit that kind of broke the shell for the first part was uh, poetry. Actually, I'm not a poet. I never claim to be one because I, I don't write or anything like that, but I had a teacher in English class. Mr. I will always remember his name. I remember like two of my teacher's names, the rest. I, I there's too many lines and too many characters I played like their, their names are gone, but Mr. Gleason, he made me get in front of the class and do poetry out loud. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but like in schools, you will have to like, do poetry and then they'll like assign you if you win they'll go to the next round and then like to represent the school and such and such and he made me go up there and i just remember my hands were just like shaking like i couldn't control it but i must have blacked out because i first i got chosen to go to the next round and that was like my first taste of like wait like that was actually as scary as it was like i i was kind of good at it i guess and it was kind of freeing in a way so that was my first experience with like really seeing how the arts can affect somebody and really can change the way you view life. And uh, I mean, it, it saved me because, you know, I dealt with, you know, a lot of, a lot of internal stuff and like depression and then like how I viewed myself. And, uh, but that led to me getting a job at Kaiser Permanente Educational Theater and in, um, in the Bay Area, where that, that really was where my circle of like, like the close friends of artists, because I didn't really know that in Sacramento, you know, I, I didn't grow up with that. Um, I grew up, you know, more was like the man up type of thing. And then, I, you know, I love my family, too. But like, you know, we just don't really talk about emotions and stuff like that. It was in the Bay Area where those traits were taught to me, 
how to um, speak and be truthful to yourself and speak your emotion. And uh, I owe Kaiser a lot with that. And I was also, I was as green as this plant, this plant behind me, because I don't know how to act or what to do, but I was, I was a hustler and I grinded. So I like, I broke a record there for as many classes because if you take <laughs> class there, they do what's called tuition reimbursement and they'll pay a percentage of it. I'm, I'm a kid from the hood too. So I was like, well, you going to pay, help pay for the class that I'm going to take? So I broke, I broke records of how many classes I took. And I did that for about eight to nine years. And then I got my first uh, show at, I think it was SF Playhouse. And then, you know, I fell in love with the stage, you know, the theater is my background. Did that for a few years, got equity and then got an agent. And then, you know, I met Tony and some amazing other people along the way and just been kind of hustling since. That is beautiful. I don't think we've heard poetry being a gateway into film before. That is beautiful. (laughs) I didn't know either. I had no idea either. I I didn't want to do it. I I didn't yes and. I said yes, no. I yes, no that. And they still forced me to do it. But uh, I'm glad he did. He saw something I didn't know existed at the time. And uh, like I said, I I mean, arts are so important. And um, it it, it helped me. Again, it really saved me and, and released and allowed me to find out who I was. Like I was still able to, it was, I was able to express emotion when I didn't feel comfortable at that moment in my life. Didn't Cameron didn't feel comfortable. So I didn't have to be Cameron. I could be somebody else, you know, be this character that didn't have a problem expressing emotion. And then that led to other um, discoveries about myself. Um, so I'm very thankful to the arts and to poetry and to Mr. Gleason. Mr. Gleason and poetry, yeah. the gate, the I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I love it. Find him, give him some props. See if he's still yeah. around. Mr. Gleason. Yeah the the gateway drug to filmmaking is poetry who who would uh, I, I need that <laughs> as a teacher known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my uncle is an amazing actor as well uh keelan matthews uh who kills it in la as well so i saw him do uh he did one of those like murder mysteries and he got killed on the on the show and i was a kid my grandma had to call him and like t- had him talk to me because i didn't believe it was re- I, I thought he had really passed so like i was breaking down i was very i was very in touch with my emotions but i just didn't know it yet when i was young um, so he was also been an amazing um, mentor for me to go to and talk to about this industry that we're in. So I thank him, give him credit too. Cameron, I had this uh, cool experience when I was watching one of the shorts that you were recently in the, the, the Peter Pan one, yeah. which was last year came out and we, it's uh, brave maker had it in our virtual festival during the pandemic. And I remember you all had a screening in Redwood city right before everything got shut down, like like February or March with Cinequest. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. And I remember seeing you in that film and I was like, oh, like I could see your talent and I was like, I want to work with him. And so uh, I love that, you know, again, the, the community of the Bay Area is super small, but even just in general, when you're a filmmaker, when you're an actor, this community is super tight and people get jobs with word of mouth and seeing each other at uh, red carpets and going to these film festivals. So I, I, I just never want to underestimate the power of the community. I know we're all challenged because of pandemic, but as things open up more and more, you make these connections when you're sharing the art and sharing the work and you've got, you know, a, great story that recently your film notorious nick came out which is kind of a a big deal so we're gonna have you talk about that uh i'm gonna show the trailer so if you're watching live stay tuned if you're listening on the podcast we will put the link in the show notes but you'll at least be able to hear it and it's distributed by lionsgate which is pretty amazing and huge so check this out here's notorious nick 
Let me show you. You only need your right hand to pull this off. Yep. Not bad. So this is mixed martial arts? We're not MMA fighters, but we're wrestlers. The best foundation to start with. He's pinned. He's pinned. Hey, you here for the tryouts? I can't fight this guy. Nice going. I watch you train every day. I won't give up. You ready? You can go pro. Yes! This kid's the real deal. Every fighter he's taken on has been legit. And he has not lost. I can't stop. You're a sideshow. You're giving real fighters a bad name. The sideshow's about to beat your The XFC is denying your right to fight. I want to be heard. Nick's a contender for the title. This is his shot. He's proven that he can handle it. No limit. No limit. Nick has the right to have the career he wants to pursue. If you love something, you have to work twice as hard as everyone else. Nick Newell against Rich Reynolds for the lightweight championship belt. Stop me now. Come this far to lose. Remember what we practiced. Stand up for yourself. You can do it, Nick. How many punches am I going to have to take before I get him to the ground? A few. But you got a thick skull. You got a thick skull. Last word of the. The trailer, yeah. So tell us about this film, Cameron. You play a real-life character, a real-life guy named Abby. It's on Amazon Prime. I watched it. And you're great in it, man. You have a, And I told you this off show, but you have such a great presence. I'm not just blowing smoke up your, your behind. It's really true. <laughs> man. I've worked with you on two different things now. Yeah. And you've got some talent, dude. You've got some believability, even in that little short film that we're doing. I just watched over and over these little insignificant moments you found something real to bring to the screen so talk to us about how this film came to be and how it's been for you so far since its release i know you've been doing a lot of press and stuff for it yeah yeah thank you brother i appreciate that tony um uh when i first saw the trailer obviously you know you don't get you you get told things in advance like oh this looks really good or like oh you know you got a line here or there and there but you don't get to see it until it comes out uh, for the most part. And uh, I'm not going to lie. You, you want to be cool with moments like this, but I was giddy and cheesy when I saw that last line. I was like, ah, I got the last line of the, of the trailer. I play that thing back a few times. I'm I'm not going to be even cool right now. I was definitely playing it back several times when I first saw that. So yeah, that was a moment for me. Um, Heck yeah. and, and you were talking earlier before the trailer come on about community, about the Bay area, about how special it is. And that kind of leaks into the story uh, because that's kind of how Notorious Nick came about, which was a very big thing for me. And like you said, the, the fact that Lionsgate picked it up, you know, that's that's it's it's a big deal. Um, I got I, I was able to get on this project because of my community in the Bay Area, um, which was special. It wasn't through the regular means of um, like the agents and stuff like that. It was actually through um, Lisa Keating, who is a great dear friend of mine and very well known in the Bay Area as well talk to I, so from what i've been told uh they were having a very difficult problem finding uh the actor to play this role of abby um 
I'm not going to give away the film or anything like that, but he has a very big connection with the lead and um, kind of a bit of a motivation for the lead to continue to pursue his dreams. And they just, they're having a problem finding it. And uh, Marcus Allen, who's one of the producers in casting as well, along with Sally Forcier, who's the main casting director, were just, um, from what I've been told was, you know, they were searching LA, searching the Bay and weren't having luck. Lisa knows Sally. Uh, had just done one of my headshots, sent it to Sally. And she was like, oh, yeah, he you know, kind of looks like the guy. Yeah, send him, you know, send him a, let's uh, do a self-tape. Did the self-tape. Uh, loved, they loved it. I met with her in person and it grew from there. They sent it to like, you know, the producers. And that's literally how I got on with it. And it's so that it just it speaks to what you mean when you say how important community is it when it comes to this business. It really is about the connections that you make and like the family that you kind of bond with and and, and grow with along the way. Um, so I'm very thankful Like you get you don't get to a place like this without so many of your tribe and community. And I'm very thankful for everybody in mine. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, you kind of got to see some of the names on there. I mean, I grew up you know kevin pollack i mean you know unusual suspects like that usual sucks that was my movie um you know barry livingston cody who is just an amazing young star who's killing it on all american and um he did uh, team wolf as well uh to be able to work with them and see their uh their grind how they how they show up to set how they you know show up ready to go you know this was a, a mma film but it wasn't just about mma it was about relationships but the mma part was not easy you know you you, you we all left with some big bruises tony at the end of the day they had a masseuse on set and best believe hmm. we were she got uh, a lot of action uh, whenever the scenes <laughs> were over because we had to come in and get our the arms and the legs and, I, and those oh man i got so much respect for stunt guys and stunt doubles they 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 made us look good uh, if it wasn't for them, uh, I, I I don't know what it would have looked like. I, I, I did jujitsu, but I didn't know how to throw a kick. And my my guy who I fought with, he sold it well. So he made me look like a like a badass for sure. And um, it's special. You know, you, you you I still have my connection with all of these people from this film. And uh, it's those types of like when we did LCC, Last Chance Charlene, you, you create memories together on projects like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Taurus Nick is one that I would never forget for sure. And this character, Abby, was a real person. Did you get to meet the real Abby and talk about the relationship that Abby... No, obviously you did not. Uh, well, maybe you did. I don't know. I'm gonna, I just wanted to retract. <laughs> <laughs> did you connect? <laughs> did you get to connect with Abby and the, the legacy of Abby in a way that was able to incorporate into your character development? Yeah, I love what you did there, Tony. Oh, my oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so when you... As an actor, and let me speak for myself because we all have different ways of, of go, going about our process. When I view a role that I know I'm playing somebody who was on this earth who or who is on this earth and has family and has people who knew them or know them and love them, um, it, you got to carry that. You can't carry that lightly. You, you, you have to understand what you're doing and, and you have to give that respect. So that's how I approach this role. I unfortunately never got to meet him or talk to him. Um, I know the effect that he had on the people around him, including the main character who on another amazing podcast, uh, the underground podcast, I got to actually talk to the, the um, actual Nick Newell, the, who was the main character was based on. And uh, he gave me uh, an experience that I will never forget. He, he basically was talking about how he felt about the movie and um he said his favorite parts of the movie with again, without giving away scenes was the scenes between Abby and the lead um, because it made him remember and bring up memories of his best friend and the and feelings they had. 
And I don't think he knew I was on, on on that podcast at the moment. So the host actually told him that I was listening. And if you want to say anything to me, I know. No, oh, Tony, it was amazing, man. It, I get chills talking Whoa. about it. Because, you know, that's I, I don't this movie. I, I And I want this movie to do as much success as possible. But after that, I that was all I wanted, like to hear the guy who who knows and knew the man who I was playing to tell me I did him justice. That like, you know, he would have been proud of it and that, you know, he was. He he loved it. That's all I needed to hear. So it was a that was the coolest thing as an artist that has ever happened. Beautiful, Cameron. So as a disability advocate and celebrator, and as an actor, I'm in acting school now. I would just love to know how did you prepare emotionally for the role? And this is such an incredible true story. How did it change you? How has it changed you? I know that just. I, I wasn't born with a disability. I became disabled later. And just learning that language kind of expanded my world and changed my views on so many things, including movies and films. So how did you prepare emotionally and, and how has doing this film changed you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think what this movie does for a lot of people, I, I, I would love to have them here so they so that, you know, Cody could speak on it because he so he played. So Nick, I don't know if people know Nick Noel was born with a congenital congenital. Con, I mean, words, right? Congenital amputation of his left arm, uh, right below the elbow. Uh, he was born with that since he was a kid. Um, you know, went through what a lot of kids go through, bullying, you know, and then, you know, kids find something to pick on and that's what he got picked on. And the movie, I'm not giving away nothing by saying this, but like they call him elbow, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, you have to deal with that and it can definitely affect you, not just physically, but like mentally and emotionally. And um, I think this movie shows that like you can, there's not much you can get through, you know, if you have that, that's found that, that family uh, surrounding you, that support system and the mental fortitude to know that like, no matter what they say, I, who people looked at Nick Newell and they never thought he could be a champion. Never thought that he could step in the ring with people with, you know, two hands and throw down and win. And not only did he throw down and win, he kicked ass. So like it, it, it was a movie to show that you can persevere, you can get through the trials and tribulations and don't, and, and we talked about quotes earlier, don't be limited by what other people think, you know, don't, don't let that limit yourself and being on set and seeing that. And, you know, my character didn't have a disability, but he played a big part and um, Nick, oh yeah. And there's Nick right there. The actual Nick, you know, awesome guy to talk to too. Um, he helped show Nick. He was those people. He, Nick is the most main important person. You never get past that. Uh, what I think Abby showed is the support system. So like people in your family or, you know, people who might know somebody with a disability, like realize how important that is that you are there for them as well. And that you support them because sometimes you're going you're gonna to need that. You know, I'm sure Nick can, will tell you there were times where he didn't want to get up and go train and, and continue to push through. And Abby was on his butt. Abby made sure like, no, we're going to hit these bags today. So uh, it, it showed a bond. It showed relationship. It showed love. And it showed how important that is to have no matter where you are in your life. Um, Cause we all need it. And also, yeah, don't listen to other people. We, Nick, Nick was a badass. Super bad. Yeah. Phen- phenomenal message. What you guys were able to convey between you, the mom and Nick, it's just like, okay, yeah, it's not about physical limitations. It's so much bigger than that. It starts in your mind. It starts with your attitude. You get that right. Sky's the limit. Exactly. Couldn't agree with you more. So I'm curious, Cameron, how has this film impacted you and affected your career, right? Because 
the overnight sensation is a myth. You've been working for a long time. This film even took three years. By the way, shout out to Jeremy Cho, who I met. I forget how this can, he's a bit, he used to live in the Bay Area. He was one of the visual effects supervisors of the film. And he now lives in, do you know who I'm talking about? Jeremy Cho? I don't know if you yeah, met him personally. I never met a person, but I know, uh, I mean, their, their work was phenomenal. I gave them so much good. That's why I took it. I mean, go ahead, continue. But yes, I know who I was, you're talking about. I was going to say, I, I, I talked with him, met him. We're actually talking about some other visual effects stuff potential, but he worked on this because it took three years to make part in part because of that. But so talk about the process for you. You know, the, you make this film three years. That's a long time to wait. You know, it's a long time to wrap a film and go, when is this thing coming out? Meanwhile, you're hustling, you're working, you're, you know, you were just in Mexico on some photo shoot. You're, you're hustling. Yeah. How has this all this thing impacted you? How do you sustain yourself as an actor in the process of all the waiting and the auditioning and the the nose and rejection and all that kind of stuff? That's a that's great questions, man. Um, it is the artist road is. I mean, and you you all know this. You both are artists. is is a It's a tough one, right? So when you do something like that, you, you're excited because you could see the potential of things and. Uh, you always want like it now. Like that's the difference between, uh, cause I come from theater background, theater and film with theater. It's like instant gratification. Like you, when you, when you finish, when you bow, I mean, you, you might get a standing ovation. They might not, they maybe didn't like it, but you're going to know then and there, like yeah. how it went. And then like, okay, well I got to do it again tomorrow. I can fix that. There is no, the the weight that comes with it with, with this, like you said, this was three years ago. I've, I've done a lot yeah. since then and I've learned a lot since then. And, you know, not only until literally this like couple months this year, am I finally getting the, you know, getting to feel what it feels like to to see it on a big yeah. screen in the movie. Um, what makes it worth it. And, and this is, I'm speaking especially to the actors on this because, you know, you don't get the footage. You can't use it for the real. There's a lot mm. of names in this where it would be a big deal for me to have been able to put that mm. on other projects, right? And, you know, that can help get me into other rooms that you can't use until the footage comes out. Um, yeah. Rightfully so. I understand that. Uh, this is when it's like the, the never stop being the grind as an, as an actor comes in. Like, you have to just continue to work. And when the time comes, it, it comes. Because, like, now I get to sit with, like, my grandma and my family and, like, watch something that it's finally here. And uh, it, it's it's been paying off for sure. It's I guess what I would say to your question is it's having faith. It's going to show when it's supposed to show, not mm-hmm. waiting on it, continue to, to make connections, continue to find the projects that, that you want to work on. So when that one other one is here, I can just add it to the rest of the projects that I've been a part of as well. And uh, and take uh, take advantage of the moment. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now with this. Mm-hmm. These these opportunities don't ha- happen all the time. So when they do happen, make sure your team is ready. Talk to your manager, your agent, your, your uh, publicist, whoever you have that's on your squad. Make sure they're on the same page as you are. Because, you know, you, you shouldn't just be you. Just make sure your team is ready to to push, to get those interviews, to get the, on the podcast, to get, you know, that reel together so that they can get it in, to their friends and their directors. And, you know, like, you know, I, I talked to Tony and Tony's awesome, man, because, like, you know, you, you give me opportunities to come on this podcast and talk about this opportunity along with Last Chance or Lane 2 and Massive. But, like, it's mm-hmm. opportunities like this to talk yeah. about it. that People can get their eyes on it. And as an actor, that's that's what you want. You want people to see the work. I kind of squealed a little bit when you came into the the first scene with Kevin Pollack. I thought, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" You know, how did you right talk talk you're to us about, about that? Yeah. Me, I guess that's when the weak part is okay because if I let some slip from my fighting, nobody heard it. You know what I mean? Because you, man, I got to do two scenes with Kevin Pollack, and this man, 
he doesn't have to say much. His presence is enough. Like he, yeah. when he goes into a scene and walks into the room, people are already looking and they're like, yeah, he killed that. But it's like, he just sat down, but like, it doesn't matter. He killed the way he sat down. Like, did you see that? Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he's amazing to work with. I, we got to improv a little bit. I uh, shout out to Aaron Leon, the director of uh, notorious Nick um, for letting us play and trusting us as actors. This kind of like you did Tony too with uh, LCC to like, Follow it, you know. Have have a you know the the skeleton of it, but also kind of letting us play and trusting that we're gonna find something. So, I mean, dude, I got to do a scene with two scenes with Kevin Pollock. Like that's cool. And Cameron, you are you are very good as well as far as being believable, being truthful. Like, am I watching a movie? Am I just watching people talk and have conversations? Is that just Cameron and Kevin just hanging out and talking? It feels very natural and good. So, it was it was beautiful to watch you work. <laughs> That's a, a a compliment I don't take lightly. Thank you so much. That that means a lot to me. It's a uh, you know uh, I I want it to look like you're getting like a you know a bird's eye view. You're just getting to peek into conversations mm-hmm. that me and Kevin are having, me and Cody are having, me and Barry are having. And uh, no, thank you. That's that's a huge compliment, and I, I yeah. really appreciate that. So Absolutely, I'm still in the classroom, and I just know how difficult it is to behave truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Like that's that's kind of the Ooh. core of the craft, and it, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Tell can me you what we're that, saying. Can you say that one more time for the people in the back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's take acting class one-on-one behaving truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Cameron, you're on your way. <laughs> you're right <laughs> there. You, it, yeah. It's beautiful. I, I, I couldn't agree more with this. I love that statement. Um, that's exactly what we're doing. And we're having conversations mm-hmm. like, I think we forget sometimes we're just supposed to be people like talk, have the script. Like I was saying, and you want to get blessed enough to have directors like Tony, like Aaron, who trust you as an actor that like, even if this is off a little bit from what the script is to let us play. Mm-hmm. And if, if they have to bring us back, they'll bring us back and they'll tell us cool, but try this, do this instead, you know, but to give us the opportunity to just be people. If, if, if I, if you say something and I'm listening to you and it hits me differently than what maybe is written, that Tony's going to let us try that. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. work, cool, we'll do it different. But to just be some people, have a conversation, and he has the camera, and they'll catch it. I want to encourage people, obviously, to go and watch Notorious Nick. It's currently on Amazon yes. Prime. So support independent film and support uh, Cameron in his acting debut here. Well, it's not your debut, but it's a pretty big role in a pretty great film that's distributed by a pretty great company. So. Thank you. Follow him on Insta. And you can even see he was highlighted in the news, the local Sacramento <laughs> news, where he's talking about taking his grandmother to go and see the premiere. So some pretty special things you've gotten to experience. Cameron, super glad that you're getting to live your dream. And uh, we're super glad because Cameron's in our, our feature film, Brave Maker, and, uh, Last Chance Charlene. And we wanted to quickly show just a short snippet. We have behind the scenes being produced Ooh. by one of our producer. Uh, Alex Gonzalez, and he, uh, Cameron, is featured in uh, day two here. So we're going to play that for you. Take a look. Oh, hold up. How about put them? DP. So go. here we are on day two. Uh, do a lot of driving shots today. And uh, the best DP I've ever worked with, right here. This man. Too humble to admit it, but he's best DP ever. Thanks, Lupe. James, come on down. You're the next contestant on Last Chance Charlie. Hi. 
My name is Cameron James. <laughs> Matthews, uh, CJ for short. I'm playing Dino. I'm happy to work with y'all. Yeah. 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 Ask Ken Charlene on three. One, two, three. Ask Ken Charlene! <laughs> I don't remember you. What you doing? You always here. What you doing? What you got something to do? No. Nope. You kick it. You kick it. Just let out a big sigh. Let this up. Yeah. Ah, let it all out like that. Let it out a big groan. Let it out a big groan. Yes. Well, go check out our our YouTube channel and follow along. You'll see more of Cameron, who plays a really fun character named Dino, who, again, brings light and levity and so many fun moments. I was just telling Cameron off show that I've been editing two different projects. One's being edited right across the room from me. And when you edit, you're seeing these same people and these faces. You feel as if you've been hanging out with them the whole time. So it's like that feeling i love i love i love but let's uh before we got a, a few more minutes but i would love to know what uh challenging things you're facing right now you obviously are kind of riding a high wave right now yeah. uh, and i want to assume you're getting lots of knocks at your door and texts and your emails blowing up with opportunities but that might not be the case but what things are you finding you're having to conquer and overcome right now in your creative journey uh Good question, Ja. Um, I I think for any artist, it's uh, I think mental health is important for everybody. Um, let me start off by saying that. Uh, I'm gonna talk about myself. Uh, I have a way of like I am riding a wave right now, and it feels so nice. I mean, I, uh, I I love a quote that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I don't know <laughs> if we can say that on here or not. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, okay, I'm an artist and I'm America. sensitive about my shit, and and it is uh it is so nice to be able to share your journey or pieces of your journey with people who may not know how much work you put in to get there to see there. So like sharing this with my family or sharing with people who uh you know aren't here with me day to day, it's uh it's really nice. So I say that to say the challenge thing is like when you get those, you, you really do crave it. Like you want more, you want it you want to continue to find it. So like having that, like, I guess the challenge is, is like, I don't want to miss opportunities that come from uh, things like this. When you're on that wave, I don't want the wave to crash. Waves always have to come down. Like this, that's how we artists, we all know that you have the highs and you have the lows and you have to kind of go with all of it and enjoy the whole process. Um, I guess the challenging part for me that I'm all constantly working on with my mental health is like being mindful, being present, like, don't let the good opportunities go by without really joicing it and enjoying it instead of thinking about like, okay, well, how do I make sure like I don't let this one pass me by, you know? So I think a challenging challenging thing for me is like really being mindful and present and happy with where I'm at and what I just did. And also being mindful of like, okay, so like, how do we do it again? How do we do the next one? Um, And just keeping like on negative thoughts away uh, which isn't always easy, uh, uh, especially as an artist. You know, it's, uh, it's difficult. This isn't 
unfortunately, this isn't seen as like you get a question like, well, what's your guys' plan B? Like, I can't. I can't, we can't think like that. Like, that's not how our brain, we, we can't think about a plan B. This is our, this is our, this is our plan right here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So not letting those thoughts creep in every now and then. Um, so I love telling people, just enjoy every success. You get a call back, enjoy it. I know it could be tough to you. Like, oh, another one, what doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, like enjoy those, enjoy the, the check eval, enjoy like getting that background work, you know, the one liners, enjoy all of it because there's a lot of people who haven't, who didn't get that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, it, you know, that's that's the challenge. And it's also what I am still trying to work towards and work um, to overcome. I don't know if that was even the answer to your question, Tony. No, it's great, man. You're talking from, <laughs> from the heart and you're right about being sensitive. And I know you said your producer might be able to join. So if you did want to bring him in, we definitely got time here at the end. Christina, you want to before we go into Brave Faves, looks like we might get the producer of Notorious Nick to jump on. But do you want to do with a final question for Mr. Matthews here? I'm texting him right now. So if you guys see me looking down, I'm sorry about that. You're I'm good. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Uh, I guess my final question for Cameron is once you wrapped your mind around, okay, I'm acting, I'm going to be an actor. And now you just, you know, well, three years ago, you finished this film and you're acting. Does it look like what you thought it would? Or is it is it better in any way? How did you see your future when you were like, oh, I'm going to be an actor? Is this how you thought it would be? Or is it so much better? Uh, how does it feel now? Oh, that is a that's a that's the last question. That is a last question <laughs> right there. Um, OK, let me I'm going to repeat that back to you it, is how I viewed what I thought this was. Is, is that is that what I think it is now or did, does it look better or is that what kind of what you. Yeah. Asking? So, yeah. So from the moment you read that poem and you felt that feeling <laughs> and you started moving towards the stage, towards the screen in front of a camera, have things turn out the way that you thought they might be or what? What were your expectations and what is it actually like now? Absolutely not. And, uh, and nothing is what <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think that young man, that young kid back then knew what it was. Uh, How old was he? I, uh, the, so that was high school. So and that was if I was in that was uh, AP English. Pop the collar because I had an AP class. Um, <laughs> uh, that was probably uh, nice, flex, nice flex. Nice flex. Nice flex. Just a little one. Just a little one. Uh, maybe junior. So <laughs> you know, like, you know, late teens and stuff like that. Yeah, but, 15, you know, 16, Okay. Yeah, he he didn't know. He had no idea. Even 21, 22 year old when he moved out here uh, to the Bay didn't know what this was. Um, I trusted. I had I had faith in myself. Uh, I was still working on that. Um, I've gotten more over the time. I had no idea what this journey was going to look like. I would not change my journey for any other because it has taught me and it has it's given me my tools that I have right now. And um, I'm proud of my success. I'm proud of my failures. I, I uh, that's the beautiful thing about this artistic life. Like it, there's, there's, you never master it. You just continually try to train and get better at it. So no, it's not what I thought, and I love that. Uh, it, it is exactly what it's supposed to be. So I love it. I love that. Don't have to have a plan. You just got to have some passion and jump in and ride the wave. Right. Exactly. exactly. I heard you say too, believing in yourself and that, now that sounds, it could be, you know, a cute little plaque on our wall, but I think a lot of this success really is how we define success. If I define success, like I mm-hmm. am booking things, I'm creating stuff, I'm paving my own way. This is how I define success. That's believing in yourself. But the you know, half this battle, I think, in the artistic journey is getting out of your own head, getting out of your own way and not censoring yourself because we're our worst critic. I've had a lot of 
negative things, negative pushback in this industry, but most of it comes from me. (laughs) So in a humble way, I hear you saying too, just believe in yourself. And that's half of the success that we need to continue to move forward. So that's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah, man. You have to believe in yourself. And and then it helps having a tribe that can, when you don't, or or you might have doubts that they got your back. You know, I have, you know, like today, you know, I had my, my homie, Carlos, Mendoza, who always comes through with me when it comes to like getting my reels done or auditions, you know, he needed help. When I have people like Karen Southall, who is like constantly has my back, you know, you, you have to have those tribe members who like you guys as well, like who, when you need them, they're there for you. Cause the, you don't always have to be the strongest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's not possible. We're human beings. Like there are going to be times when you are down and, uh, and that's when you have others lift you up and cause then you could do the same for them. So yeah, it's okay to have others have your back. Bring it, bring it. Well, if your uh, if your producer comes on, we will let them come in. Uh, yeah. But let's move on to the Brave Faves segment. Brave Faves, TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave Faves. All right. So our final of the show, unless we get Mr. Producer. Oh, it looks like, oh wait, is he in the comments here? Mark, Mark S. Allen, one of the producers, notorious. All right. Let me first thank Cameron for blessing our movie with his presence. <laughs> Mark, awesome. and it's no accident that, that this is, uh, let's see, that his is the last image in word of the trailer. The screen and audience loves him. Yes, they do. Thank you, Mark. Right on. Well, we uh, agree that we're super glad. And Mark, if you wanted to come at, come in and come on and say anything on a video, we'd, we'd let you too. You don't just have to stay in the comments, but we see you. We see you. <laughs> and, uh, and let me just encourage you all watching and listening. Go and follow on Cameron's Instagram page because this guy is going to continue to crawl make his own ladder, not just crawl up the ladder, make his own ladder. And we're glad that we could support him and, and partner with him in this way. So we love you, man. Let's uh, jump into the brave faves. What do you got, Christina? What's your brave fave of the week? I have a beautiful documentary from HBO, uh, The Legend of the Underground. I'm just going to read it from here. Uh, the Legend of the Underground, HBO original documentary. It follows a group of youth challenging ideals of gender, conformity and civil rights in Nigeria. And I watched it over the weekend. It was absolutely beautiful. And I just think as a LGBTQ person living in the Bay area, you really can kind of forget how deep the struggle is that it is still life and death every day in a lot of places. And that includes Nigeria. And uh, there was a quote from the movie that said until there it is until all of us are free, nobody is free. So as easy as it can be to put your head down and just do your work and keep moving forward, you have to know that our queer brothers and sisters are really struggling, battling for their life right now. And so you got to take action. You got to, you know, stay abreast and continue to fight and support uh, your communities. So that's yeah. my brave fave. Check it out. HBO Max. We, yeah, we can't. I, mean, I just want to take a moment because in some of these countries, it is illegal to be LGBT. They are they are. Mm-hmm threatened with their life. And so, yeah, this is just, these mm-hmm. stories need to be told. And if right. anybody is connected to this documentary, we would love to be able to feature them and talk to the director of it. So send them our way. We would, this is a brave yes. story, truly, right? No. Truly. Yes. Very brave. 
Thanks, so, Christina. what was the title of that? I want to write that down to, so I can catch it. The, the Legend. Legend of the Underground. Okay. Yeah, right. we'll put the the link, the at least the YouTube link in the chat as well. Uh, what you got, Cameron James? What is your brave fave of the week? Oh, okay. So I just I had a, a, a quote that I want to share. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I found this quote. Uh, I want to say right before I moved to to the Bay. Um, uh, I think we, and again, I get a lot of props to Kaiser. I think we had to like bring something to Kaiser that's like meant something to us. And it was never be limited by other people's limited imagination by Dr. May C. Jemison. And she was actually the first uh, African-American woman astronaut. Um, uh, and she has a lot of other accolades as well and laurels as well. She's absolutely amazing. And I think, I, again, that's for everybody, but as an artist mm-hmm. I, and as an artist, it's uh, mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Uh, when we're starting off, a lot of people, view this as maybe a hobby uh, other people not us view it as a hobby or like it's a phase mm-hmm. or again a, a maybe a plan but what's your other plans to have and sometimes a lot of times that can affect us negatively and kind of take us out of our dream out of our passion uh don't let that happen it's not easy believe me it's not a tough thing it's not mm-hmm. you know you find that's why it's important to have your tribe to have your community because when those people say they that you can't they say you you can't and you will and you have and you are. Uh, so I think this quote kind of summed that up for me that don't limit, don't be limited because they, maybe they can't see it for you or themselves. A lot of times it's coming from internally for them. Uh, don't let that stop you from living your dream and following your passion. So wow. that, that's my, that's my, that's favorite hot. Quote. I think that yeah. is that in your, your email signature or I yeah. Saw that somewhere. Yeah. 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 That's it good. Is actually, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And let us speak to all the artists and creators and actors and filmmakers out there. If you've got people in your life that don't support, you got to find other people and people who like, this is a competitive industry and people sort of start to rub each other. And if you can't celebrate other people and lift other people up, it's time to say bye. And you just can't have that energy in your space. You got to go after what you got to do and other people who are trying to drag you down. It's like, so yeah, find mm-hmm. those people who don't, who don't limit you. By the way, sorry, I'm like I'm not paying attention. Uh, Alexandra, Alex, who helps us help produce this show, says you're a true gem. Cameron James Matthews, your kindness, generosity, and humility shine through the screen. So proud to know you. Uh, Mark, your producer, he's amazing. <laughs> Keisha, so proud to know you. So awesome. Love awesome, you. Awesome. You, you are loved. Uh, my brave fave of the week is uh it's not as deep as the other two but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta promote food so i'm gonna <laughs> promote a snack that has been uh like in my my snack shack for quite some time it's called popcorners oh my gosh it's they're they're, they're chips that are like out of popcorn have you seen these things it's so Hello. good yeah. yes, popcorners <laughs> so you know again if you're trying to watch your your body this isn't gonna you know work for you but uh i guess i'm not carrying these days so i have been having these little <laughs> snack bags and they've got like salted you know sea salt white cheddar kettle corn they're just so dang Ooh. good so find them <laughs> find, find them at your local supermarket no shame in in my game popcorners okay and again these are all unpaid endorsements we don't get paid any money for endorsing these products these films or these these people but we love to fave these things because why not? Every week, join us. Well, hey, that's it for our show today. Uh, my name is Tony Gapastone, and I'm the executive director of Brave Maker. It truly is uh, a privilege and an honor to do this work. We love to connect with people like Cameron, and we do that every week, every Wednesday at this time. 
but we can't do this work without you. So we are a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit film organization. We create and curate film and we love having conversations about the journey. We love talking about just diversity and inclusion. It's one of our passions. So if you want to support us, please do go to bravemaker.com slash donate. You even just donate from your phone to five bucks, 25 bucks. I've got a college student who gives five bucks every month. So cool. I mean, it helps us buy things like this. Like both Christine and I have great microphones and webcams because of your generosity. You can text the word brave maker to 44321 if you'd like. And then don't miss uh, our workshops. We have screenwriting workshops every Wednesday starting next week, a week from tonight, Wednesday night. They're every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Help you write your script. We've had two filmmakers come through these programs and see them produce their film, which is beautiful through Brave Maker. What's what we love to do. We love to tell stories and make movies. So join us. And if you sign up on our website at bravemaker.com slash buzz, you'll also get all the heads up and the tips for all the fun people that are coming on the show, like CJ. And then next week, what's coming up? What we got, Christina? Yeah, come back next week. We're at a different day and time. Thursday at 1, we'll be joined by the filmmakers from Holler. And you can check that out on uh, Apple+. Plus. On, Yeah, we're super stoked that uh, Alex, our producer, got us uh, the Apple TV Plus show, uh, film, Holler. And we're going to talk to the maker of this film. So again... We're providing hopefully great learning experiences for you all so you can, you know, a masterclass so you don't have to necessarily go to film school. Uh, you can learn it from us for free, for free. All right. Uh, and then don't forget, follow Mr. CJ Matthews uh, at Cameron J. Matthews. Follow his journey. Anything else you want to say, Cameron, before we bolt out of here today? No, I just, I, Brave Maker family, I truly love and appreciate y'all. My tribe, collective family, love, appreciate y'all. Oakland, Sacramento, those are my two homes. Anything else, that's just <laughs> along the journey. But uh, I, I thank y'all for being here and thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure talking to y'all. I'll see y'all again soon. Heck yeah, yeah, right on. I love it. We'll stick around for after the show. We'd love to take a little snapshot with you, but we always end our show by saying brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Bye, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BRAVEMAKER to 44321 or go to bravemaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in.